0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forum's podcast, the home of Scottish
1: Football Banter. But I'll give you one more chance.
0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forum's podcast. I'm John um, and I'm glad to be joined by the latest um, of our guest specials. A man of uh, Twitter sensation um, for, for his musical skills, um, Celtic and Scotland fan Scott Miguel. Scott, welcome along. How are you?
1: Not bad, John. Nice to see you, Paul. Good to hear from you.
0: Yeah, and thanks very much for coming on because obviously you've reached such a fame that I wasn't sure that um, we'd be... Um, uh, if we'd be beneath you or not, but so thank you very much for coming on.
1: I'll have to put it through two agents, mate, to get us here, but we're here now.
0: Yeah, he'll be a man in, uh, in hot demand. We'll also come on to the um, what made you famous, um, but the uh, where the story started, the 12th of November um, 2020, I think it's a date that will always be in our Scotland fans' um, minds for so long. We finally, after 22 and a half years, um, have now quali- then uh, qualify for a major tournament. Um, when we were last at a major finals in 1998, just to make me feel
1: old, were you even born then? I was, mate. But I can only remember the national anthems getting sung against Brazil, mm-hmm. and that's the last I can remember in the 1988 World Cup. Mm-hmm. I think I was six at the time, so yeah. anything past that, it's a vague memory. <laughs> yeah. Just... I, in fact, I actually remember. I remember playing. We played England down at Wembley. We beat them one nothing for the Euro, well the Euro playoff. Yeah, I remember that yeah. as well. But then obviously memory comes back after that. Yeah. yeah,
0: definitely. But the Serbian one's also got a more prominent memory. Uh, just what were your emotions like watching that game, and then the joy um, when we, when we, when we done when
1: Dave Marshall makes that save from um, Mitrovic. See, to be fair, see before the game, a lot of people are quite negative, and I was, I was quite positive. I'm kind of always kind of a positive person, like when it comes to. Watching like Scotland and well Celtic as well, like mm-hmm. watching Scotland folk are always this one shouldn't be playing this that next thing. But I just felt like there's just something was going to happen. Like there that was some feeling like see when uh, when two and Christie scores scores the goal to start with, it was mm-hmm. it was something else. It was, you just felt something like I don't I don't know, but obviously you've had all the disappointments has been a Scotland fan for all these years, as you say. So, what was it, twenty 22? twenty half. two and a half. It'll be twenty three
0: by the time the tournament kicks off this summer, yeah. Um it was just the yeah, it was just the typical way in the last minute. I thought, oh God, here goes the latest chapter. Yeah,
1: definitely you could see it coming back like yeah, but again you just need to stay positive in that. And you know what the, probably one of the best things about it was is the fact that we never had any fans there. Because that you, you hear all the time what players feel off the tension of the crowds sometimes and I don't know if that would have just a weight on their shoulders if we had been there like. but obviously it didn't. They? So yeah. <laughs> it would have been that.
0: interesting to see how they coped in the atmosphere because obviously um Serbia's the crowd is very partisan, it's very intimidating. Um but right. whereas we maybe felt when we were playing Israel in that playoff not having the 12th man probably affected us. Um, whereas going to Serbia, knowing that we weren't facing that hostile atmosphere, maybe played in our favour a wee bit. Um, but I mean, I'll be honest, when I was watching the penalties, Matt, um, when McTominay stepped up because he made um, it was his fault for the goal, essentially, I put my head in my hands. I thought, I watched through my fingertips. I thought, oh no, please don't miss it. And then he scored. McBurner was the same name. After McLean scored, I a, that was when I thought, Marshall's saving us.
1: Aye, definitely. But see, as I said about McBurney stepping up, mm-hmm. I don't know why it is, but in my head, I'm looking at the guy with the socks rolled down and I'm going, he's going to miss us here. And thank God it never like. but no. the rest of them I felt absolutely confident about. Like, so see, Griffith stepping up, obviously, just came on off the bench. I've obviously watched himself take note what he's like. He's just a confident new guy and it always going to put that in the back of the net straight away. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously you're rolling on to David Marshall, mm-hmm. pulling that save off against Mitrovic. And uh, you've watched I've watched Mitrovic on the film a good few times. Well no live but on the telly right enough. Yeah. But you've got he, he's a cranking striker, but all night he was absolutely dead. He was quiet as anything. Mm-hmm. And it obviously knocked the confidence of him, I think. Mm-hmm. And the big man pulled it off. <laughs> yeah. So I mean just Talk us through
0: your particular celebrations. I mean, I was trying not to wake the kids up at that point when I was jumping around the room and my wife thought, Was there an earthquake happening or did Scotland win?
1: I'm, I'm sitting with my dad. and I don't know about yourself, but for me, like watching Scotland games it's always about family, I think, because mm-hmm. I've got cousins that are um, Rangers fans, and mm-hmm. obviously, we being Celtic, it was the only thing that we ever got to go to yeah. together to go and watch. And so there was there was always me my dad, my two cousins and my uncle would always go up. But I'm sitting there with my dad just through us and bouncing through there. And, I, <laughs> and he saved it. I slapped my dad in the back. And I swear to God, I think I heard him echo right through the full house. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, just some feeling like you're, you're sitting there watching. I'm thinking about it around. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting to kind of half well up because you've, you've been there. You've seen all the near missies and... Uh, is that such a relief there?
0: Yeah. yeah, relief was um de- was definitely the word. Um, like when we qualified last time, we were taking it almost a strike because it was happening that often. I mean, in the 90s, when, when I started watching football, we'd qualify mm-hmm. for Italian 90, we'd um, qualify for Euro 92, missed it in USA 94, that was the only one, and then reached Euro 96 in France 98. Mm-hmm. So when we qualified for France 98, you're taking it on your side. So this was a different feeling. No, it was... No. Let's, let's, let's face it, if if we were allowed in the pub to watch it, the pub would have been going mental. Let's put it that well, way. It was,
1: yeah. I'd have probably been playing one of the boozers there, eh? but mm-hmm. I've missed it on that, that buzz as well. Like, But it's... I don't know. It, it, it feels as if it's the start of something, rather than, as you are talking about 98, it's more or less the end of something that you can't really see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the old guard kind of fallen out of the team at that point as well, eh? Mm-hmm. But you've got all these young laddies in the team now. And it's it's quite positive, like. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot to be positive
0: about. I mean, um, obviously we've got the World Cup campaign. We've got a decent draw um, in that, and uh, there seems to be optimism that um, Scotland can take one of the top two positions. You know, for the first time in a while we're looking at the topsy thinking that's actually when I'm I'm not disrespecting them at all, they're a good side, and so that they are going to be tough, but um they're not a they're not a France and Italy or a Germany who have had in the past. So, you know, we're looking at it thinking, possibly to we be, could even top this group.
1: To be to be fair to us so how many times have we looked at a group and thought, we'll beat them, we could get points off them and we we'll, go yeah. go away to Georgia and most points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not not, like my, not... girlfriend, my girlfriend Rachel, she's uh she's Irish, so we've watched a few of their games as well and they we have played Denmark as much as we've played Israel, like it's <laughs> it's like one of the ones that's common now But I've watched that Denmark side and they're actually quite a stuffy good side there, eh? so mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt them too much. No, like. no definitely not. Um, but
0: at the same point I think they're looking at us thinking and that's going to be a hard game, so it will be an interesting group, that's for sure. So, uh, so obviously um, after the, the game, there's a few videos um, doing the rounds of, um, you know the players singing. I like, can begin in the um, David Marshall. So, how how early in the morning did you decide, I'm going to play a wee song here? Uh,
1: that was I. So Rachel, she was on night shift um, at uh, at the beach and. And I'm sitting there with a the guitar and I've watched the highlights again and again and again. And if I you know what I'm gonna get it out, record something. And I just I threw in a verse of that David Marshall song. And I think myself, that's i enjoyed that like that, that I'm putting it up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kinda thought it was gonna it was gonna kinda it was gonna like roll go bang but it would get popular like but not as popular as what I actually ended up doing there. Yeah. Put a few folk with a light that we end up with ten thousand lights. <laughs> mm. That's incre- that's incredible. It was a it was a bloody good version of the song, I must say. Um,
0: and it was um obviously, you know, got you a, a little bit of fame and so much so that the SFA then approached you to say, Can we use this as part of um our montage? Uh, you know, how big a thrill is
1: that? Oh, I mean, well to see to start with, I'm looking at like I was at my work on the Saturday morning. And I'm looking at everything coming through and you had like Raman Fest TV, he's retweeting it. Jen Park for BBC Scotland, she's retweeted it. Next thing George Bowie's retweeting it. I'm like myself, oh, Christ, this is this is kicking off onto something. The next thing I just started checking, I seen Scottish national teams retweeted this. I'm like, What this, how can you get any better than that? I'm like, that's like the pinnacle, isn't it? It's massive, like they are sitting there with a hundred thousand followers or something. And you think about all the folks actually seen you sitting with a guitar in your living room playing away? <laughs> it's quite mm-hmm. surreal there. Eh? Uh so did they did they um did they approach you to say, can we use this? Well, they, there was a guy, uh, Connor McCall, he had messaged me, I think it was maybe it was Sunday, and he said to me, Any chance you can record that or get a recording it and pass it across to us? Now I think the guy's actually probably thought to himself, he can record it on his phone, blah blah blah. But then I've got a hold of my pal up in Perth, um, David. Uh, I've gave him a phone. He's got a studio. So went went up there and I just recorded it properly. Got him playing the fiddle on it as well. He played the bass. I put a stomp box on it. And uh, to quote the song, I think it was a bit of a sensation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, we, we, we're we using, um,
0: you know, Parts of uh, both songs at the yeah. beginning and end um, for this, and we might use it for future ones as well, future Scotland. Sure. So <laughs>
1: use it, use it all you want. Yeah. Uh, I've actually I've struggled to get a hold of the rights for to actually fully release it. Uh, so back around, they've got back to me and said that they're willing to work with whatever, yeah. but I need the guys for Wickfield mm-hmm. to start out the David Marshall thing, and they've totally, totally abandoned me. Like, <sighs> It can be used for promotional reasons. I've read. I've read up on it. Yeah. it. can be used for promotional reasons, but you can't sell it. Yeah. So basically, putting it on Spotify counts as like yeah. selling it because you're getting getting streams and in that. Eh? So hopefully, I'll get that sorted next year.
0: Yeah, you might. That's
1: the the rights. Year, hi, exactly. The rights <laughs> might come
0: through in time for you to re- release it as um, the Euro single.
1: Oh, I know. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed.
0: That would yeah. just be sensational. I mean, because I, th- I think most people have decided that is what they want them. Um, you know, they want that either the original re released or um, a version of it. You just, you just never know. Um, that would
1: just but be incredible. i would like them. It's mainly to be fair, but obviously the, the David Marshall bit that I put in the end of it put verses to it. Mm-hmm. Like you never really hear a Scotland song with players' names in it anymore. And yeah. you know, for years, we'll be coming and it's drummed into your head that it's, it feels like it's the only song we've actually got, unless we're looking for a goal, like Aye. The, uh, the other one. Um, but <clears throat> I, I really hope that folk kind of click on it a wee bit, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: if, if there's fans that are allowed in for the I mean, there's obviously a bit of doubt as much um, we're recording this because UEFA are offering refunds, uh, although they've not actually decided if um, the team's going ahead behind closed doors yet. They're telling people if they want to um, get a refund now, they can do it by the 26th of January. Why they're not um, waiting until they've made the decision, I don't know. Um, it's crazy to be perfectly honest. But hopefully, there'll be fa- some fans allowed in. But if there's fans allowed into the grounds um, on the 14th of June for the first game, I don't think there's any doubt that um, David Marshall's song will be getting sung on the terraces.
1: You're talking about the refunds. We, my pal, we've got tickets for one of the games at Hamden. But isn't it isn't it a Scotland game? It must be. Mm-hmm. Is a Czech game? Czech in the Croatia. Aye, we've got tickets for that. But that's the same day the Scotland England game. So we've just took the refund straight off them. But you're, mm-hmm. you're imagining it as well. See, so you're talking about the virus. You've got people people are getting tickets for. Well, boys are not for here for getting tickets for Rome and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if they start handing them back there's actually a good chance that because it's down south in England, that we could actually get into the stadium, because it will just be Scotland of England fans, hopefully, yeah. Yeah,
0: it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, hopefully, because we need normality back as soon as possible. I mean, I know things are not great at the moment, but, you know, just got to hope that the vaccine programme is rolled out properly and and done well, but um, because we need to have something to look forward to, but that's another issue. Um, You Come back to happier times with your song. You also get a signed shirt out. To- Aye,
1: yeah, I've got the shirt there. Um, that's again, it's that was totally it's like something out of the blue. The guy that's when I dressed. I'm thinking myself, he's going to send, through like I don't know a Scott key ring in a t-shirt or something. Next thing I've got the to signed top. I swear I, I can still feel feel the buzz. And I was walking round the island in my kitchen, just with my hands in my head, like, what the hell has gone on here, like. But uh, it's uh, definitely something else. But I like that. It's a music song in the first place. For years and years, you play football as a wee boy and you dream about playing with Scotland or the team you support. But for them years, like a song you've used, it's basically feels like the exact same thing. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, when they sent the top through, I'm going to call that my cap. So that's my cap sitting beside me. <laughs> for the Scotland, <cotton. laughs> yeah,
0: and that that would give you less hassle than a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but no, that that's just, I mean, all this has come because you know you did something that that you clearly love um, watching. You know the country that you love, uh, and to have the, all this back in just must be incredible. Well,
1: definitely. Mate. Well, I've never gigged since uh, March last year, and. Mm-hmm. There's obviously there's always so many ways that you can actually can kind of express yourself with guitar and singing now, it's it's all mine. You can't do anything. So for something like that to actually at, at the peak is what that did, it's, it feels good, eh? It's good.
0: And how much will you be hoping that um you know, if entertainment's allowed back up and that's another industry that's obviously suffering just now? Um mm. so I imagine that more of your gigs um will be Including those particular songs, um if you get the chance to gig again.
1: Definitely. Well, a guy a guy I know, um, Dingo, he dug he DG's um Waxy O'Connor's in Glasgow. He was at me as well. He's seen like the night before the game, if everything's back to normal we're gonna try and get something waxy's down in London. Mm-hmm. I was like I shout, I'm behind that like yeah, so hopefully that comes with something like he was talking about like ex pros and everything like that, but Oh, I don't know. I might have just handed, a, handed an exclusive away there, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, at least we've got it and not someone like the Dale and So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, thank you very much for that. So, um, how long, um, what, when did you first start properly? Following? I know you mentioned that you. You briefly saw the, um, the France United World Cup and you touched on um, the England game in '99, um, the playoff that we, again, one of those glorious failure chapters. Was that when you yeah. first started properly following Scotland or was it maybe slightly after that?
1: The first, the first Scotland game I can remember going to was, I'm sure, it was the Faroe Islands, definitely. No, just a bit either. Like I think it was maybe San Marino we played and I think we beat them 5 nothing at Hamden.
0: Was that when Colin Henry elbowed the. Uh,
1: I just remember being there. I can't really... Again, 4-0 it
0: was that night.
1: 4-0. Was it 4? I just remember being being at a Scotland game where... I might have been in the Faroes then. I might have been the Faroes in 5-1, but after then, you just you just start, I don't know, just pick it up. I can remember playing Holland as well, the famous James McFadden goal. And I think it was a year after that we started going more regular-like. Mm-hmm. and uh, We've been to been to just about every home qualifier since. Yeah, superb. It's a bit of, it's a bit of a bit of that in that one there to see us actually qualifying right enough, but <laughs> it's really glorious failures. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's been lots of um doing here. So um you know what what's been your sort of favourite memories um following the national team in that time?
1: It's definitely got well, the top of them learning now has got to be with Pinnacle, that's got to the top. It's the James and goal. Were you there? No, I, I, I was sitting, I was sitting on my uncle's house, then watching that. I, I, I was at school that day and then came back to school and kind of like, oh, we're not going to get in, we're going to get absolutely done in the night. And I couldn't even be on, going down to watch it. And I'm like, you know what, just go down and watch it. You never know And the next thing came out of an hour. I, I felt as if like, all five of us were going to end up in his garage. <laughs> underneath, because we're in the oven room above, and I thought, Christ, we're going to take the ceiling down. Eh? Um, obviously the the uh, home game against France as well. I think that's the first time I've ever experienced moving rows after they <laughs> scored a goal. I think we ended up me and my cousin table. We ended up like three rows in front of us. Just jumping a bit mad when Caldwell scores there. Mm. That was a uh, that was a unbelievable night that as well, mate. Like, that was a tremendous night, that. I,
0: I don't know why, but the home game, I had a, I had a good feeling that we were going to win. I don't know where it came from. When when Hartley t- was about to take her, I thought, we're going to score here. Even though yeah. France pummeled us in that first half away from home, I had the same trepidation as you. Um, I thought France was starting to get in and then we just got that goal for nothing. It was just incredible. And it took me and um, I was watching the game with my sister and her, her yeah. pal and you know, it took us a good few
1: seconds to think. That's when it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? I, I can't remember whose interview it was. It was after it, And they're saying, I think it was maybe Barry Ferguson was saying, what's he hit that for? And I think that's the feeling I had at the time going, oh, what's he doing? We need to get that ball back next time. Like, it's in the net, man. It's incredible, yeah. But uh, see that? The France home game, I can always remember, it always stuck in my head that at half-time, living on a prayer Bon Jovi was on. And I was laughing at it and I'm going, I kind of are living on a prayer after what you've just witnessed. there." <laughs> Gordon, Gordon was sensational that night. Like, see the form, he, the, the form he was in at the time. was, I've, I've never seen him doing it myself. He was actually coming and collecting crosses. You know, France were getting nowhere near his goal. I oh, mean, Christ, we're, we're in with a good show here as well. Mm-hmm. But,
0: yeah. yeah, that was the sort of goalkeeping that God his 9 million moved to Sunderland. He was, Sincere. He was a top, top goalkeeper then. He was still a really good goalkeeper at Celtic for a while, but um, that was his peak without doubt. Aye, definitely.
1: definitely. Yeah. I Aye, remember Don I think it was Don Rhee was coming for header. He came and he's got to his clubs when we were running up and he's brought it back down to his knees and just killing time. It's I always think as well eh?
0: Yeah, remember that. I, I come when he... He caught the balls on his knees, and the referee was fine a whistle just throw it in the air. <laughs> yeah. different, okay. Yeah, right. They were, they were good times. I mean, that's that, that's just them. Um, the rotten luck of Scotland knows that we beat a team like France twice, but because we lost to bloody Georgia, we missed out.
1: No. And no. That, that like game's just heartbreaking. You remember Ukraine that that campaign? You remember the Ukraine game? We absolutely done them. That, that was my favourite game. Aye, it was that game. That was some of us as well. You just felt the atmosphere that day as well, and. But the away game, I did we get beat two nothing away? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you forget a lot of folk forget about that game. And always think of the Georgia game, but yeah, we could have done something there as yeah, well. Yeah. I agree. I thought we were far too defensive that night. No,
0: um, because yeah. we after beating France, we could have got because you came on a decent side. I know they reached the World Cup quarterfinals that year, but. I wasn't overly impressed with them, and then you oh. saw what we we did at Hamden against them. Um, so yeah, you're right to to point that out as well as obviously the Georgia one's the big killer. No, that was right. just criminal because if we beat them, we only need to point against that at home instead of chasing oh, the win, was... which we nearly got.
1: Oh no, that was I did the Georgia game. That was I did that Marin cat. Yeah, the fact that we war that I'm telling you now. <laughs> Aye. Yeah, with doubt. Have you ever beaten away game, Scott? Um, I went to the went to the Ireland game across in across in Dublin. Yeah, me too. That I was got good. Us a short flight in that, and uh, I think the full tartan army took over uh, Murray's Bar on O'Connell Street. That was something else, like. Yeah, that, that was a good chat. Um, the only thing that annoyed me about that game was that
0: fans were celebrating the draw, and I thought, really? uh, and that uh, came back to bite us.
1: I think. Really? We were, sitting in, we were sitting in the home end in the middle kind of tier but there was loads of other Scotland fans in the booters and that as well and then obviously one each I've looked up and i top talked to you there's the, the uh, some of the Scotland fans were singing the, the James McCarthy song and I'm going we've no, we no qualified for anything we've just drew keep the head we know we're like yeah. and I think their goal was offside that day as well actually Big boy Walters, but uh, again, it left us sour taste in my life that day. Yeah, <laughs> we, actually, we actually missed the goal, me and my dad, because <laughs> the Tiro were in. It was, um, you could get beer inside, but you couldn't go out of it. So yeah. I got a pint inside, and my dad's went, Right, wait a minute, I'm going to the toilet, I'll be back in there. So, uh, fine. so I'm kind of half staring at the window, half trying to drink my pint as quick as possible. And then I've just seen Sean Maloney run away. Now was it was it Maloney there? Maloney no? scored yeah. Aye. Mm-hmm. I've seen him run away and I'm going. No. Oh, we can't we, I can't have missed that. Came all the way here for that and <laughs> I, he came to the toilet, my dad came to the toilet and What have I missed? We got a corner or something? I said, We've just scored. <laughs> I missed a goal. <laughs> yeah. So a raging so... raging <laughs>
0: And I know, I know, mate. That, um, I was at the France game with, um, um, and he went to the toilet, and that's when Caldwell scored. <laughs> I always remind him about that. Always oh, remind him. Cool. Um, I mean I did the same thing at an Aberdeen party. Thistle game, I missed Eric at Young School in the League Cup game, and he says that's that's as equals as. No, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> 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 okay. It would have been different if it was Dan. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter what player it was, it was like my League Cup tight for hell as opposed to beating up the you know, the World Cup finalists at Hamden. Quite quite a difference there. But um and especially Thistle and um, on the division belows at the time as well. Um So yeah, the the Euros coming up, um it's obviously first time for a long time qualified. Um it's obviously First time um, since '98 that we've got something to properly look forward to from the national teams' perspective. Um, I think most of the nation is going to be absolutely buzzing for it. In terms of the games itself, um, it's, not, it's not an easy group, obviously, but it's also one that's not overly daunting. What chances would you? Because bear in mind, the best third place, four of the best third place teams can get through. Do you think um, we're good enough to to make it through, or are you just content that we're there for the first time in so long?
1: Nah, you've got to take you've got to take it as it comes. Like you've got to do a few games, the Czechs are beatable, definitely. You wouldn't want to underestimate them as well. That's what we've no. kind of got a we've got a bad eh, habit of that sometimes. But the Croatians, yes, they're, they're a top quality side. Like was it the World Cup final they were in just there and <laughs> Modric and that and Derosic, like they've got good great players in the team. But you're at home at Hamden against them. You'd be hoping to try and get something. And come on, how many times we've done them over at Wembley? It's possible. <laughs> it's definitely possible. I. I'm talking about this now. I think we can win that group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. This is what we're good at. You know, we're trying um, pick for
0: When you think about, it, we could actually win the group. But yeah, um, you know, you just got to you just got to take it a game of time. So we go. I mean, we've obviously beaten the Czechs um, in the, the Nations League home away. Um, away. Yeah. Bear in mind as well, um, they had COVID issues, major COVID issues the first game and minor ones the second one. Um, but that's not a takeaway for the fact that we got the job done. Um, Croatia, um, as you mentioned, although they reached the World Cup final um, two and a half years ago, they are an Asian team as well. Um so they can be got at, but not underestimating them, of course. And England, England's a free hit, really, let's be honest. I mean, England are expected to win that group, with um, yeah. the players that they've got an expectation they've got, because obviously Wembley's hosting the final and semi-final, so big pressure um, on them And while they, will they cope. I think England are a decent team that could go far, but we shouldn't feel... You want
1: you're wanting to get them back for 96. Aye. You know what I mean? You want, in patch of, you want to get them back for that, like, Mm-hmm. But uh, See so so talking about this I'm, I'm going to end up like Ali McLeod By the time we get down there I'm going to be saying we're going to win the thing like. <laughs> As you say it is a free hit in Wembley But if we've got If we've got a crowd in there Look at the size of the stadium We'll get a lot a of tickets And like, we'll overrun it We'll mm-hmm. conquer Wembley I'm going to say
0: there's certainly going to be a lot of um, Scotland fans down in London that day as a London invasion so let's hope that we are allowed in for the games and that there
1: there will no doubt be a Maradona tribute um, for that game (laughs) there's absolutely no question I'd take it for dykes as long as there's no VR I'll take it for dykes he can do it if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't care um, how we get results as
0: long as we get them. And it's just something look, um, that we're all looking forward to. Um, so we'll move on to your other football love, um, Celtic Football Club. Um, where did that love start for you?
1: Um, again, it's just passed in the generations. But right now, I wouldn't really say it's a love. It's more a love-hate. <laughs> but uh, my dad had sent me something a couple of weeks back. He was sitting on his phone and searched my first game. And he always says to me, He says, The first game you were at, I'm positive. I've got the 40. He says it was one each against Pathic Thistle. It was the last day that the jungle it was in Celtic Park, the last league game. And then it was knocked on after that. So mm-hmm. that's always stuck in my head that he's always said that. And he's found found the programme and that fit as well, eh? so good. That's, that's where that's when that's the Celtic started the, Um but Again, my, my dad took us up for years with a season ticket. Eventually, he chucked it, chucked mm-hmm. the season ticket. So if you go and play golf, quite selfish, I'm good enough. But, <laughs> <coughs> but aye, aye, we mm-hmm. went on and off went a lot to park hey, here. Yeah, and, uh, back, I've been a season ticket holder for a few years now as well. Yeah. Obviously, since working in that, but mm-hmm. And but in between that time. I was going up with my pals to watch uh, Stirling Albion <laughs> as well because it's a local team. My dad wouldn't let me get, when I was at school, he wouldn't let me get in the supporters' bus myself mm-hmm. for some reason. Either that or he didn't want me to go up to Park Kid. And mm-hmm. they tried to take me off all the time because it was dearer tickets.
0: <laughs> I see, he became more of a regular at fourth bank than um, Celtic
1: Park for a while. Two seasons, like, two seasons. I managed to see Snodgrass. Excellent. Playing at uh, playing at the Albion and getting them promoted, but after that I managed to talk my way back into getting on the bus. <laughs> that's that, that's good that you helped me at the
0: local team though, because um, as much as yeah, obviously Celtic's your first love, so you know at least you've identified yeah. the local
1: team and gone to the event. That must have been a laugh for you, surely? Oh, definitely. You're going up with boys to the school, like four, uh, 14, 15, 16 fifteen, sixteen-year-old. I know you're then something to carry on, on the bus, like yeah. We're going to all the away games and that. We're up to Peter Head a lot, like just to laugh. It's a laugh. That's a different kind of football. We're going to watch watch a team like Stirling Albion are going to watch Celtic. Like you don't get yourself as, as agitated like you're just there for the crack. Like, but sometimes I can watch Celtic and geez, oh, I can go off my head. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, anyway. Yeah, before uh, we'll we'll come on to the um
0: the latest fast at the moment at the moment. But in terms of your early days, you know um I don't know I don't know how old you are, but um you know, um so you might be a bit vague for remembering stopping the ten, but you surely remember
1: Seville. I uh, well, my first memory, yeah, actually being in Seville was the year I think it was the year after the year after that. It might have been ninety nine two thousand. Um, that was the first year me and my dad got a season ticket and we beat Dundee United 2-1 at Celtic Park. I've searched it again no longer ago. It was definitely August and Matt Burchill scored the winner that day after one-one-nothing then And mm-hmm. that just sticks in my head like. Uh, but uh, I remember Sabal, uh quite well. I remember sitting in my mum's pal's kitchen. <laughs> we will beat, but seems to be all negative stuff I'm coming over here. <laughs> yeah, but it was I a puzzle getting there in the first place. <laughs> yeah, and
0: who and I'm taking some of your heroes in those early days Henry Larson probably sticks out
1: that sort of thing. Well, see for me, every, everybody used to love Larson and rightly so, I loved him as well but I always used to, when I was a wee boy I used to play in the middle of the park it was always Paul Lambert that stuck in my head. I mm. always watched Paul Lambert and it was box they box, box the box. And what a player he was like. Mm-hmm. He was always, it was always him. Um, didn't have as much of a fancy for Lennon because he just done the dirty work. And when you're a young laddie, you're not really paying attention to that. You're <laughs> paying attention to the the boys that are getting the goals and setting up the goals and that. Mm-hmm. But uh, aye, the likes of Larson, he's, he's an absolute hero. I went to a speaker's night no long ago and met, met him at that. And see when you're, you're meeting him and shaking his hand, absolutely chattering like the guy's godlike absolutely godlike yeah I mean he's uh, I think there's
0: not many football fans in this country even Rangers fans that it's have a bad word to say about Henrik last Larson same goes for Brian Loudrick with Rangers to be fair yeah. um, even though Larson scored like so many goals against Aberdeen, you can't help them but see <laughs> what a player he was, yeah, and he, he loved a goal against us, um, but then he had a good record against most teams in the league, to be fair, so he yeah, saved them for, for one side, but uh, a tremendous player, but a great ambassador in terms of um, you know the way he conducted himself, and Paul Lambert you know, in a lesser extent falls in the same bracket, you know, different kind of player, obviously, played different Aye. roles, but he was such a tremendous player, for, um, obviously for Dortmund, then nailed himself in the Scottish squad, and when he came to Celtic, he played a big part and in stopping the 10, and mm. captain used to Seville, of
1: course. There, there, he's, there he's came from Dortmund, and he's went back and played with Celtic after winning the European Cup. There's no many players that have ever done that, I don't think, like, no. went to Celtic after winning that, but that's an that's achievement in itself, like, mm-hmm. going across there, away to Germany, and just shows you what kind of player he was that he was able to do that and adapt his game mm-hmm. to that extent.
0: Yeah. I wish um, that more Scottish players would do kind of what he did. I mean, it was obviously Dortmund must have saw something in him. He was playing in a, as an attacking midfielder for Motherwell and they thought,
1: I, it, I see a defensive midfielder on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was attacking in the younger days, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, very much so. Um, but...
1: You know, but- the story—I'm sure—the story for him sure when he went there was he was a free agent at the end of the season with Motherwell. He Earth. was, yeah. And he went across there. It was he was trialing a few German teams. He got the call for Dortmund later on, eh? Mm-hmm. Sure, that was the story. And then he took, obviously, went to try and showed his sell up.
0: He's done a good job and Martin Dan out at the Champions League final. I mean, there's not many players that can say that have done that in their career. Um, so, yeah, he was certainly a tremendous player. Um, what was your uh, um, favourite memories um, from your earlier
1: days? Uh, I can remember one in, well, obviously, Martin O'Neill's first season. It was 0- 01, eh, 2000, 2001, 2001. The next, the next season... I'm sure we won two in a row, and I remember the day we won it was against Lovenson, and we beat them five one mm-hmm. at Parkgate. And I'm sure Larson, was, I'm sure Hartson, and Sutton both, eh, all three of them scored that day. Like. Mm. And it's it's just a, it's a bright memory in your head, like. But the first <laughs> the first goal went, and we had my we mum up there that day. My mum's not really into football, right? So <coughs> We're obviously a couple of minutes in, scores, what nothing. Me and my dad's jumped about to turn around and looked at mom. Mum's still sitting on her seat eating her pie. So, yeah, he's five minutes waiting now. <laughs> Couldn't stop eating to get up to the cellar. <laughs> uh, nice. uh, there's, there's that. What else? Try to think. I've got... See, that I'm going through all the memories in my head. The most things I can think of are all negative things that have traumatised me when I've been younger. <laughs> One one of my best memories watching Celtics got to be it's got to be the night that we won won the League at Tanadice and Aberdeen mm. done Celtic a favour and beat. I was at the Aberdeen game that night. Aye. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, that's that's got to be one of the best nights of Celtic fun. Like I think mean, that was three in a row. Mm. One that night under Stratton. You just feel the emotion in that as well. It's something else. I think that's what the majority of football at least, isn't it? Just a sheer yeah. emotion, ain't it? I right, think it was a it was a week
0: after Tommy Burns passed away as well, which I think yeah. added to the emotion.
1: Aye, definitely. Well, I just remember after we won it, I can say this now. My dad will not get to jail, <laughs> but uh, obviously he's went to the fridge, got a beer out, and he's just handed my bottle of beer and went there. You go, son. I think it was sixteen at the time. Yeah? There you go, son. Have that. <laughs> you knew it could kind have of meant something at the time. Yeah. It's, that's that's hairs in the back of your neck when you go back and watch videos like that and you mm-hmm. see Big vinegar or getting up and winning that winning that header again and uh oh, something else yeah I can imagine um, the feeling because obviously I've not seen Aberdeen win
0: the league um, in my lifetime so. <laughs> <What about laughs> <the slaughter> <laughs> <show>? <laughs> Uh, that was my first football memory was Aberdeen when the Scottish Cup was not happening since. You had to bring that up, didn't you? Thanks. No, you're a jinx. No, it's got nothing to do with me. Try the players in the, in the last eight years. Um, but no, we've won a couple of League Cups since then. Um, yes, yeah, we're Um But we're, we're not talking about the 2017 final. Um, but we will talk about the nine in a row, uh, your nine in a row years. Um, you know, just... What does that achievement mean to you as a sales fan? Because obviously you've been brought up um, knowing about the Jock side of the um the sixties, seventies and knowing that Rangers equaled it in the nineties, you know, just what what does it
1: mean uh, um this nine in no. a row? It's for me, everybody was talking about the ten. But I'm I'm not going I'm not talking about this season, I'm talking about the season gone past. I'm saying see if you equal nine. You're the last team to do it. And the Rangers in the nineties all they've done is they've talked about the nine in a row that they won in the 90s and the joke steam one gets forgotten about. So, if Celtic done it now. They're the last team to win it. Mm-hmm. It's a massive achievement. 10 was always going to be a bonus for me. But obviously, the way it's transpiring now, it's, it's a bit of shambles. Obviously, you wanting to win the 10. You are wanting to win the 10, but at least if you, if you won the nine and you end up losing the league this season, if you've put up a good fight, I'm not saying you're not too bothered, but it was always going to happen, all the averages, somebody else is going to win the league, but it's just an absolute shambles that we've got this year. eh?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to downplay anything that's happened, you know, it is a great achievement win nine titles, but there is, um, when you compare... The squads of the Celtic side in the sixties and seventies. Obviously, was a Celtic side that a European Cup win, thrown in an European Cup final, um, for good measure. You know, you talk about some of the Rangers players at that time in the nineties. Um, I'm not meaning any disrespect, but the Celtic player squad of the last nine doesn't quite measure up to that. And. Rangers fans also obviously argue they weren't in the league for four years, although that was mainly they're right. doing. Um, so do you think in some way, what do you think when you hear people saying it's a, it's a tainted nine, etc.?
1: It's Again, as you say, you can only play who's in front of you. Mm-hmm. So we've went we've beat all the teams, and to be fair, I'll give Aberdeen a good shout. You actually gave us a good run for a couple of the seasons.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember point,
1: I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure we've played just at Parkhead one, one day and it was... It was maybe a Saturday or Sunday, and uh, we won four nothing. Yeah, and right that, right. that killed one of the challenges that day. Uh, the, the players are the players that we had under Brendan Rodgers' first season. There's some tremendous players in that team. there's Dan just got his move. Yeah, there at uh, Madrid. We've got Scott Sinclair coming in for Aston Villa, who obviously was in was in that Man City side with all the money and. Mm-hmm. It was a bit fat player right enough, but he's he still got still was in there, he's still that kinda still that kind of highly thought of player. Mm-hmm. theres is there there is still a good few players in that, the Celtic side. that, that I'll, I'll remember anyway. They like likes uh Chris Commons, obviously his media stuff now is no not too great. Some Celtic fans kind of want them, but he's stuck away some amount of goals in that day nine row season's just there anyway. Mm-hmm. That's me talking as if we've conceded this league twenty-two points. We can turn that round.
0: Twenty-one points, three games in hand. Yeah, easy. The way things are happening. Um, but I just, uh, you know, just have to. Ask, I have to bring up now. Dubai. What on earth were they thinking? It's,
1: it's not even the fact that they've not, the, the 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 not, they've not got the
0: finger in the
1: pulse of the Celtic fans. They've not got the finger on the pulse of the whole country if they went and done that. I think. Because when they did when they did book it, it was November, and even then you're kind of humming and hawing over it. But mm-hmm. for them to go and actually go in the January after everything's locked in again, and it got even more serious, it just it just screams like uh, it's like elite sportsmen. It's like they've got this kind of this mentality that they deserve to go. Yeah. It's, it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth I've actually went, went through it. Like, I know there's been figures branded about everywhere how much it cost, but re- that, that would be irrelevant if we'd actually stayed at home and Julian never actually picked up the virus and 13 players are out. Mm-hmm. We could have played a game that we had in hand last week. We could have we wouldn't have been playing the under-20s side against Habs the other night. Fair play to them, by the way, I think they, they gave them a good run out like the boys that came in the likes of the boy half, half burning that mm-hmm. but <clears throat> they should never have been in that situation and it's it's all been for I think it's been for the boardroom that they've just thought that they've, they've got a better than everybody else attitude I think now.
0: Yeah I, I think I think that would um, sum up to be honest you know I think the arrogance is, is it's, uh, shining Definitely. It's, it's, re- it's really shining through I think there's almost a a bit of um, no, look us we we've got the money we can go we can go do this whilst well, you all can't well no teams are choosing to stay at home. Aberdeen have been out of Dubai the last couple of years, but it's not advisable mm-hmm. to do that. Rangers have been out of Dubai and they've chosen not to do that. Germany um have a winter shutdown just now and they all collectively said we are not going to be doing any unnecessary right. travel. Now, I just think the whole thing, the way it's been handled, the apology from
1: Lawwell was embarrassing. Well, uh, um I, oh. That, that was, that's like when you apologise as a kid and you've done you've hit your wee brother and you go, I'm sorry for hitting him, but he deserved it anyway. It's like one of the <laughs> ones like <laughs> a backhanded apology. Like It's just... it's, it's yeah. You could just... Feel, you just... You left your sour taste with Again, I've, I've listened to other uh, people talking about it and you're talking about Falkirk and everything like that. They're talking about Celtics being affected the worst by COVID. I, I get to a certain extent that they've been affected more than anybody else with the crowds been missing for getting behind them. But for the for the full thing, you've got clubs that are needing money to survive and have not got it like and for while to come away with something like that, it just screams the yeah, arguments like Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: Yeah, and I I think to be fair, the majority of Celtic fans um you know, are all condemning us as well. It's just a very small pocket that are defending us. But the majority of Celtic fans, from what I can see, have been pretty damning and condemning Celtic and rightly so and condemning Peter Lawwell. Um, it's just been... And the timing of it as well, you know, you just lost an old Firm game, which yeah. leaves you 22 points... Sorry, now 21 after the Hibs draw. Um, you know, you had the ball and goalie situation at the start of the season... Performances patch up um, good. I also need to ask, um, you know, if they were doing training in Dubai, did they work in set pieces again?
1: <laughs> oh, I do That is the bend of this season is watching Celtic at set pieces. I don't know how they've never. I, they must know working at they say they do, but how they can keep making the same mistakes over and over again. The Alexa against Tibbs the other night. That was your man hazards came for it is flat, fair enough, he's a young keeper, he's never played much professional football, he's probably played a lot of development games where the boys are under the size of the, the big striker for Hibbs that was marking but then for Duffy to basically take a touch for the boy Nisbet to put it in the back of the net, that's all he's done. He's got all. Oh, he's had all the experience of playing in the Premier League for a good couple of seasons there, and he kind of get rid of that ball. Oh, I- There's just something in that, yeah. it's just as weird as like to watch. It seems as if the I know confidence is a big thing in sport, but I, it just seems as if the full team's zapped to the confidence. But to be fair, watching the young the young boys the other night, again, the likes of that Harper, he just kept trying to get on the ball and try something different, and it mm-hmm. feels as if we've never heard that for weeks, maybe months.
0: Yeah. I know. Yeah, you wonder if maybe it'd be better playing some of them between the end of the season. Um, I just, do you think the um, the weight of going for ten and the obsession with ten in a row is um, hindering Celtic this season?
1: I'm I'm not really sure to be honest because you're you're actually looking at transfer window. See when we've looked at the summer transfer window, we've actually brought in good players and we've, and well, we are looking at? We've spent the right money for a. That's wanting to win the league. We've brought in a £5 million keeper. We've brought in Duffy, who apparently the wages we're paying for him is, is meant to be 40000 a week or something. And then you've got like Salp comes in, and you, you think we're actually looking good for it. It does look like a good transfer window, but I don't know. I think, it, I think you've got a lot of big game players on the team, and with them not getting an atmosphere, they've not got anything to play off of. I don't know if that's where we got a big thing to do with it. So, like, it's a, how many times have you seen Edward picking up the ball and lighting up and he's beating one man, two man, three? He's never really done that all season. The crowd's in there, I think that's maybe a bit of the problem as well, players like that. Yeah, I think, I think the no
0: crowd. I mean, the no crowds are affecting teams in different ways. Um, it's almost as if Rangers are playing off it pretty, pretty nicely. They're laser focused this season which isn't um, obviously helping um, no. you know, you see even when Rangers win the two old firm games there's no premature
1: celebrations, it's just straight off the park going on it's the like next the game time. To be fair to them, th- I think it's the first time in a wee while actually, I've actually been a professional about it, if you remember Gerard last year coming off at Celtic Park he's screaming the camera and it's, it's a t- it seems like a totally different Rangers team this year from what it was last year Last year it seemed as if they were trying to fight for something. This year it seems like they know what they're actually doing. It's the same boys. It's the same nucleus. It's, that's that's probably one of the things that's hindered in Celtic now as well. Is the fact that a lot of the players are coming in and out, injuries, COVID, and you've no, I don't think Celtic's had a settled side all season. There's there's nobody there's nobody that could probably you could sit in a room with ten people and I don't think I don't think you'd have three people agreeing on the same Celtic team. Team starting 11 for Celtic this year. That's how, that's how kind of, how, well, it's no comical, but the way it's all kind of fell, fell out of place, it's all started by the Ball and Golly situation, and it's all fell away for then, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's fair to say that probably um, you're writing off the, the title this season, but what about Celtic going forward, um, you know, from here? where Where do they
1: go in your opinion? I think for everybody's opinion, it's a total clear-out, including the board, eh? I think. Mm-hmm. I think you're, you're sitting there with boys like Peter Lowell who, his, his job, all right, fair enough, he has delivered He has delivered the nine the nine league titles as a CEO, the 12, 12 trophies in a row just there, been there 18 years at Celtic. I think there's, I think he's turned to sell more for a CEO into like the sporting director kind of role. For what you're hearing, anyway, with people talking about the players that are coming in, you'll obviously you look there. There's an interview with Brendan Rogers coming out, out about SFED, saying he knew nothing about it. So who's made the signing? It's got to be Peter Lowell, isn't it? I think the likes of him, he needs to go. And then Lennon, for everything he's done for Celtic, he, in my eyes he'll always be a legend. He's been there for what's that, twenty odd years on and off. And it just I, I just think he looks to avoid the ideas. He looks you can see it in his eyes, he's He's getting a kind of grey look about his face, as if the weight of the world's on his shoulders now. I think he just needs to let go, get somebody else in, different ideas, try again. Yeah, I think the full team will get a clear clearer as well because you've got the likes of Edouard. He's he's basically said he's away in the summer, which is fair enough. He's given a couple of years to that to You can't ask for much more. He's going to be a world class player wherever he goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, him, he'll go. Aye, there's a good chance he'll leave as well. And then well, what about Carl McGregor? Is there any chance he'll go? Do you know what I mean? there'll be a massive clear out of the team. Yeah. Brown's Brown's obviously he's only got another another year in him a anything. you'd imagine. And then he'll be looking to get any coaching. That's a big nucleus of the team that's going to need to go. You are going to need to start again. I didn't need to be covering Lennon. Looking over that, looking over that again. So the quicker they get a change the better I think. Yeah, to get them um, to at least
0: bed in for the rest of the season, and then yeah. start the, the Europa, next season with um, potential Champions League or Europa,
1: Europa League qualifiers. With uh that's always been the, the January transfer when There's always kind of been you're trying to get the players in for the qualifiers next year, mm-hmm. and it, it's to give them the six months to kind of get bedded into the side. It's not going to happen this year yeah. because you can't you can't say that Lennon's going to be the same. He's going to be in the dugout dugout for next season starting, especially the size of the gap. Now, (laughs) don't get me wrong though, if if he manages to turn the trend, I'll be the fucking old man. I apologise to him, but I I can't see the way they're playing. It's, It's terrible. We can't string two passes together sometimes, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, you do have one um, major bright spot just now, is, um, young David Turnbull. He's just um, come in and um, taking it like duck to water. Um, His free kick the other night it was excellent. Um, looks as though if there is a clear out of Celtic and new players come in, that's a player they're going to be turning,
1: um, then well, building the side around. Yeah, definitely well Turnbull and Sorrow, the two of them have. They, I don't know where the two of them have been for the first half of the season. Like, how, how have they not been able to trust them? There's obviously a trust issue there, but they two, they two boys should be starting every week. There's, you get a different energy when you see the two of them in the park. Turnbull's pressing, and the other night we were missing. Did not get me wrong, a lot, of, a lot of Celtic fans give them stick quite, quite a lot, is uh, Ryan Christie. But when him and Christie were playing, uh, who were they we playing last week? I can't remember. But the two of them were pressing high up the park, and trying to win the ball back, and there was a good energy off the two of them. You've got sorrow running about, sweet mut. He's basically doing a a job Scott Brown used to do in my eyes, anyway. Scott Brown's still influential, right enough, but he's not got the legs to go chasing everyone down at the back anymore. Well, front of the back four, anyway. The two of of them, the two of them will stick in the team, I think. Turnbull and sorrow. The two of them will be about for a while now. Yeah, you would think so. And before we move on to the slow fire
0: stuff, um, just we'll end the Celtic chat and something a bit more positive. What's your favourite memories been of a Celtic supporter?
1: It's got to be well the first travel. The f- feeling of the first travel was unreal. Like um, obviously, Roggett we'll we'll scoring at last minute. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yeah. I can't remember who we were, who we were playing that day. Uh, it was us. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, yeah. right. no, yeah. Again, that it just seemed like it was like cinematic that day. Like the rain pouring, it, the last kick of the ball, and uh, it was it was weird. And then obviously you've got the, that day you've got uh, Tierney getting clattered by your man Stockley, was it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's over getting he's away getting a set of false teeth in comes back and lifts the cup after that as well. Obviously, there's really that. Yeah, it's definitely a piece. We were actually, we'd booked a stag do for my pal that weekend before before the fixtures come out for the the split. Me and all my pals are kind of debating with each other Look, we've got to go. We've got to go to Stag doing that. They're going, hey, but if you get a get a flight home the Sunday morning and going, but you can't do that. So, boy, Stag, so we're sitting in Dublin watching it, and ah, uh, it was unbelievable. Like, still wish I was there. Mm-hmm. Wish I was there. I give away my ticket that day too. Um, that was something else. Yeah, well, if watching in
0: Dublin is not a bad. Um, well, nice to watch it it's
1: not as good as being at Celtic Park, obviously, from your point of view. But it's... I can't really remember the second half, so that's kind of got something to it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, the game was done by then, so you
0: wouldn't have yeah. need to remember. So, yeah, thank, um, I appreciate you um, coming on. So, we'll end with um, some far questions. the so first one, um, it's come from your mate Stuart Lauder, um to ask you about the time you get stuck under the floor and the joiner had to free you. <laughs>
1: I put put a bit of weight on at the time, and um, I was was trying to wire a socket in a woman's house, and (laughs) I lifted up three floorboards, which is is normally enough, and I went down. As I tried to get back up, I've had a roll of tape in my back pocket, and it's got caught in the joist, and I was stuck between getting up and being under, and my feet were dangling like that. (laughs) I I had to phone one of the guys to come and get me, and when the other guy was coming to try and cut me out. The wee woman in the house, she'd came through and she's like, you all right in there, son? I was like, aye. She's like, you sure? I've no really heard from you in a wee while. I was like, I'm all right. And the next thing, she's opened the cupboard door and there I'm sitting halfway up staring at her. That was not a great day for me. I had to drop my trousers to get back up. <laughs> oh,
0: dear. Know. Um the joys of being a, an electrician. <laughs> so we like a pie chat on the the podcast. And um, what's your favorite pie? I've actually just had a pucker pie there, steak steak. Best idea. <laughs> good stuff. Um what's the favorite what's the favourite song you've ever played on the guitar? Oh
1: um geez, oh. Actually, that could be absolutely anything, mate. There's, there's so many like Definitely when you when you well are playing a lot of. In fact, I'll get, I'll get a Scotland one. Mm-hmm. It was the night that we played played Slovakia. Was it the big man? The big man Martin? No, it was the Slovenia game. Mm-hmm. Aye, Chris Martin we get bird coming on and then scored the winner. Aye, it was that game. Uh, after that, like just playing for Scotland in the pub, it's, it was emotional as then, and that's got to be up there. Definitely, especially i with playing, they a lot of Irish boozers as well. Mm-hmm. Playing, you'll never walk alone when you have when you for big win or something after a game as well. Mm-hmm. It's just totally emotional, like yeah, yeah. One what's of the, two of Take one of the two of them. Yeah,
0: so, what's the best venue that you've played at?
1: <laughs> Christ, I can't even remember, mate. To be honest, I play it. I play at a lot of pubs yeah. Mm-hmm. um, like like some Molly Malones and. In Glasgow, when that's packed, that's good. Uh, Gracie's through that way as well. More local as well. The Mollies in Stirling—that's that's tremendous, especially when you're playing for all your pals. Like that's, that's what you want. That's great.
0: Um, if you were to have some, any any singer alongside you um, for a duet, who would you pick?
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Powell, or we'll go with him. That's a good idea.
0: Um I think this is almost answering the next question, but if you weren't picked to um Pen the Scotland song for the, the Euros, who would the act be for you?
1: I'll go with somebody different then. Uh Ricky Ross and Beat and Blue, that'll do. Good shout. Good go. shout. That's a really good one. Then, um, what would your death row meal be? Uh a sausage supper. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Take me half a night to finish it right enough it's for really the chippy close to me. <laughs> I love the honesty there. I'm scot
0: <laughs> Um Right, so when this lockdown eventually ends,
1: um, where's the first place you're going? Pub. <laughs> Your local Mollies? Definitely. Yeah, across, across the Mollies, across the road there. Hopefully, well, I've, we've already decided as soon as it's opening, I'm playing the opening night. i are just going to get everybody in and I've never happened that way, i honestly. Probably come in drips and do some grabs, but buzzing for the first gig. Buzzing for it.
0: Nah, good. I hope, hope it comes sooner rather than later. Um and Lane with the uh, you knew this was coming. Um, we usually do our best eleven, but obviously you've got Celtic and Scotland thinking about. It, so do your combined Celtic
1: and Scotland eleven? <laughs> I've got my got my combined sitting here. I went with a four four two, simple and effective, Mike Bassett. <laughs> I love that film. Yeah. I'm kind of half half and half of the goalkeeper now so mm-hmm. you know what on what we're talking about I'm going to go with David Marshall and goals yeah. obviously Serbia Serbia game and then his first game against Barcelona when he killed him at half time when Douglas got sent off tremendous mm-hmm. memories of that and the new camp as well actually and each, uh, Aye. David Marshall and goals um, right back I've actually went with this is going to be quite controversial I've went with Alan Hutton I've thought i thought thought Celtic right backs and you've got the likes of Lustig and all that and Jackie Max just just kind of when I was watching it but as I was saying to you before we came on was, I can't. you vaguely remember these kind of players but you remember more the boys that are scoring goals and that at the time mm-hmm. but I'll go with Alan Hutton just because I've got one of the best memories is him bombing forward against Italy and he gets cleaned at the edge of the box for the free kick for the equaliser which right. is where I was sitting night. I thought it was a penalty kick <laughs> 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 where I was sitting but that just shows you what Hamden's like right. uh, centre half I've went with Virgil van Dijk I'll never, I don't think in my lifetime I'll ever see a centre half lap playing with Celtic or Scotland ever again it was an absolute Rolls choice Mm-hmm. Absolutely Rolls Royce. Uh, term I've went with somebody that can clean up if he misses a and that's I've went with uh, Stephen McManus. So we've got Scotland and Celtic in there. I think his, I'm sure his last cap was actually against against Spain in the 3-2 game of yeah, Hamden. That was the last time he got capped. Um, left back, I've went with Kieran Tierney. Mm-hmm. He's for me. I think he's better than Robertson. Just I know Robertson is what he is. He <laughs> likes to play yeah. further forward. But Tierney for me is a better defender. Yeah. So sure at the back, he just he's just got a different kind of different kind of bit to his game. Maybe that's how you can play him in centre half and that as well. Yeah, um definitely. So in the middle of the park, I've went with who I was talking about before, number fourteen, Paul Lambert. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as you say is buried his cell on the Scotland team and done the exact same at Celtic. And next to him I've went with Dan Fletcher, who I know is a massive Celtic fan as well, so I'll get away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um both wins I don't I, I criticised myself before this and I was talking about inverted wingers to Um I've actually I've went with McFadden on the left because they didn't think he was going to go up front. I'm sure he's played in the left a few times. I think. Yeah, yes. But just tighter, in, you've got Tierney, Tierney down there anyway. So he's going to bomb past him. Right. Yeah. Uh, and on the right hand side, as I mentioned, I'd seen a Scotland player at the age of 18 playing locally, which was Robert Snodgrass, mm-hmm. and he's one of the best, one of the best talents I've ever seen with a dead ball. He's mm-hmm. like his crossing abilities unbelievable as well for free kicks. Like he's, I went with him there. I went with Sutton and Larson up front because you kind of get a better combination of them, I think. Nah, fair play. That's
0: a, that's a pretty good team. Well, listen, thank you very much for your time, Scott. And um, all, all the best um, You know, for the coming year. Let's hope that we're able to get into grounds again. Let's hope we're able to get into pups again. And let's hope that you're able to get your um, songs to a wider audience again.
1: Fingers crossed, mate. I brought up my album recently as well, so Hopefully that picks up and keeps me going a bit as well. Just
0: give us the name of the album so we
1: can look out for it uh, in iTunes, etc. Hard, hard times come again no more. Under my name, Scott McGill. There's it's all folk. It's all folk music. Um, there's a lot of there's Scottish, Irish, and American folk songs in it. So I went with that. I think it sounds good, but. What you of years, Perfect. Well, we'll, put, we'll
0: plug that in the, in the blob for you. Um, but also, thanks very much for your time, Scott, and you enjoyed the rest yeah. um, of your
1: yeah. Good talking to you. Yeah. Cheers. stay night and he ties off to the left. David Marshall gives us a night we will never forget. David Marshall na 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 na, na, na.